0: Privacy. Why is privacy anyway?
1: <laughs> okay. Like, no, right now, Julia, it already doesn't exist. If you have I any know. Google devices in your home, do you know what I mean? They're like our phones are already. I mean, it's like it's it's. We're already a surveillance state. Yay. Um, okay.
0: Nineteen eighty four is now. Welcome to horror movie survival guide, Disco Citizens, the podcast where gorehounds and best friends Terry Gamble and Julia Marquesi. Break down a different
1: horror movie each week, exploring a multitude of genres, subgenres, and sub subgenres, classic and cult, international and underground flicks alike, determining which films are the goriest, and offering up horror movie survival guide tips to, to help you stay alive.
0: Oh my God, we both put on our little cherry chapstick. Oh my gosh, how cute are we? Mm-hmm. Hey, you know, it's a it's a Bonnie Bell kind of world. We're just living in it. Howdy, Disco Citizens. Welcome to Horror Movies Survival Guide. I am Julia. And I'm Terry. And this week we're talking about 2022's Megan. Title of this episode is, She Looks Demented. Tagline for this movie is, Friendship Has Evolved. This is written by Kayla Cooper and James Wan and directed by Gerard Johnstone. Yay, Akela! So this Ugh. is part part of Terry's round of picks. This is a movie also I have not seen. This is the first time watch for me. Yes,
1: Modern Camp again, I, another camp camp queen. I love this one. So stupid, so fun, so great, so smart and stupid at the same time. I'm obsessed.
0: <laughs> they did get me with the with the fake opening of the commercial. I was like, hey, wait, what? What am I watching? So we have the. F- perpetual pet toys per- is, perpetual pets yes yeah mm-hmm. i can't do that with my tongue but thank you mm-hmm. um, which is an app that you have to play it with an app so it's like a furby with little terrible teeth yeah um, essentially which, yeah which i was just talking to i was over at a friend's house the the day uh rick hi rick and he uh has a, th- a discontinued cabbage patch kid that had that had yeah. like teeth that you could feed it, but like yeah. kids got their finger bitten off and stuff. Yeah, they totally yeah. did. It was a safety hazard. I remember yeah. that. Yeah, he got one before they yanked it. It's still in the box. It's pretty sweet. Yeah, that's amazing. I want to see it. Okay,
1: that's very cool. Um, terrifying. Oh yeah, and it's by the company that is Funky with with an I instead of Y, which I just love their logo. It just it looks like you know yes, yes. It just mm-hmm. it looks correct. Um, they they've got the the culture down.
0: They do. <laughs> So we meet Cody, uh, I'm sorry, Katie, a fight played by Violet McGraw. That's a little girl who is in a car with her parents and she's playing with her perpetual pet and they stop because there's a snowstorm and dad's like, I can't see anything. And mom's like, pull over. And he's like, well, we can't be in the middle of the road forever and then smash into truck. So that's what you should definitely, but horror movies probably got tip <laughs> when you definitely Try to pull over there though, was just... like three things in a row
1: that they did not do they did not properly have their car ready to go up to the snow even they're going on a ski trip they did that thing where like you're not from a snowy area and you drive someplace with snow you need to check the car make sure you have four-wheel drive and you need to make sure you have your snow chains on they had none of it they were not prepared from that standpoint and then they stopped in the middle of freaking road like noobs and a snow plow came right into them so
0: yeah. yay so mama dog get killed and now katie's an orphan and now gemma who is played by allison williams is her next of kin is her aunt and so now she gets to raise her so she allison is uh, I'm sorry gemma is not prepared for this she's not the kind of person who would really want a kid or need a kid or was going. she to is have not
1: a touchy-feely person it's very interesting because she works at this funky place she works she works she's a toy designer um so she's designed the perpetual pet and all these kind of things but she's more interested in the science aspect of it it and like that connecting with people through uh, better living through science and machinery kind of a person. Yeah. Um, she's very exacting a person who would never put a, a glass of water down without a coaster it kind of individual. Um, someone who's going to do great with a child who's messy and fun and not any of that.
0: Yeah, she's definitely a, an engineering brain kind of person. Where she has been in secret working on this uh, p- this project of a robot who is going to be the the precursor to Megan. So she's been trying to teach it emotions, and it's. She said that she had put uh, listening devices in some of the pets to learn speech patterns of children, which is. She's like, oh, it's great. We just did this. It is really helpful. And he's like, uh you, you like, not why, why did you tell me that
1: you she telling david her boss um played beautifully by ronnie Chang, who i love from the daily show he's one of the main correspondents there and he's like okay just pretend like you didn't tell me that though because it's like all these like things and i love this because i think it's so brilliant as far as like the ethical questions we all have especially over this last couple of years about ai and about like what uh, devices are in our homes that are actually listening to us everyone's all worried about microchips being injected and it's like dude 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 You literally have them all over your home. You're talking to an Alexa. You're talking to a Siri. You're talking to like all these different things. And as soon as you say their names, they're piping up, which means if they know that you're saying the name, they're listening to you like all the time. So, um, collecting data off these kids without their consent
0: and all that kind of good stuff. Yay. Cool. Yay. So mm-hmm. Megan, we learned stands for model three generative Android. And so she tries to show it to her boss. She's been spending time on this when she's supposed to be doing the other work that she's doing, but she's obsessed with it's building like an Megan. updated
1: Furze's, like an updated Furby essentially. So they were trying to do a new level, uh perpetual pet that's cheaper because the competition has made one that is at a better price point. Um, but she's more worried about the science than the, the deals.
0: But when she tries to show Megan to her boss, it fails and catches on fire. So she has he tells her to shelve it. Like, you, this is not a priority. You're spending money I didn't tell you to spend. Do what you're supposed to be doing, which she's not very happy about.
1: And uh, yeah, and it's because one of her um, co-workers, little Brian Jordan Alvarez, a shout out to um, one of our in- internet sensations of last year uh, on Vulture's list of up and coming <laughs> superstars. Ah. Um, he had a bunch of viral little like music moments last year. Uh, one of the, the the bops of the year that I played, it ended up on my rapt on Spotify for sitting. Um, sitting is the opposite of standing. Anyway, he plays Cole in this movie. Um but he uh basically you know they fucked up that that presentation for for david so uh of course it's gemma's in her, got has that science gleam in her eye though she's still
0: you know what we call, you know what we call that gleam the nobel prize gleam right that's the she... gleam you get it in your eye and then you mm-hmm. can't avoid it that's going to be mm-hmm. your focus you're like a like dr frankenstein and just... ethics
1: are just questionable continuing on yes
0: yes so Gemma ends up taking Katie home and it's super awkward. Uh, Katie goes to reach for some of Gemma's toys, but she's like, no, no, those are collectible toys. Those aren't toys to play with.
1: They're Which, in the
0: boxes a- and they're vintage and all of that. Yeah. Which when you know, and she, she realizes when you say it out loud, it does sound weird. You're like, Oh, I have toys that I can't play with. They just sit there and, <laughs> but that's okay. That's all right. I collect, I understand. Um, I try to have
1: both. You know, you try to have something that you can have open and play, but she's not the person who would have kids over. And clearly she doesn't see this kid often enough. So it's kind of interesting that the car accident happens at the same time as this accident happens with with the Megan prototype. Um, So it's just like, anyway. um, Yeah.
0: And there's a therapist that has coming to observe them to make sure that this transition is going to go, okay. What? What are you laughing about? No, I love
1: Lydia. She's great. I'm just like, oh God, she's just the way she comes in and she's like, okay. Um, and if you can't handle it, um, the grandparents. Um, uh, th- so this is on the other side of the family. So not Gemma's parents, but the um, uh, the, the father's parents. Uh, they uh, have offered to take her to Florida, to Jacksonville. And she's like, uh, <laughs> if my sister wanted them, wanted wanted her to be raised in Florida, she would have said so. And like, she wants her here, so um, she's gonna do her best. To- and we meet
0: Bruce. Mm-hmm who is the robot that she built in college, which is pretty impressive. And, and we get a very good in, introduction on she opens the face up and lets you know how everything works. Yeah, Here are the sensors, here are the radars, here's the brain bit, here's all of it. So that <laughs> might come in handy later. Yeah,
1: he's like Megan without the face. So he's got like similar components on his head and stuff like that without a cover um yeah and the neighbor next door we got we also have this dynamic with this terrible neighbor next door that they meet as well to celia and her dog dewey and um they have a little face-off so you get that gemma doesn't really have friends (laughs) she has colleagues but no real friends really
0: yeah she doesn't really want them i think she's the kind of person who feels like that's probably not important that works more important Mm -hmm. which is you know understandable so she goes to work on megan for real and uh she's introduces her katie to megan in front of her boss so this is the big the big reveal so we have to shout out to get the the uh, megan uh was played by amy donald the body and then Mm -hmm. the voice is jenna davis and i Mm -hmm. think that they they're it's a design design is fantastic the outfit they chose the whole bit is great she's giving yeah she's giving all the things that
1: you want i was like oh my god it's my buddy kid's sister you know like
0: kid sister, buddy. kid sister. It's like all my, of that. My Chucky. brother sings that mm-hmm. to me. Does your brother ever sing that to you?
1: No, my brother sings other songs to me, but I do remember like that being a, a very big part of our culture growing up. Uh-huh. Um, and so it's just, you know, this exciting thing of like, Oh my gosh, this is going to be your best friend. And um, they think it's going to be a different type of test, you know, when she's doing it. Um, but it, it turns
0: just, you know, it's very sweet so they pair with Katie putting her her fingers onto Megan's palm and now they are paired up and she is the primary user so we say that she learns and she teaches she's more than a toy she's part of the family uh so but they things already you know from from moment one but this is a practice round right they, they know things are going to need to be adjusted and that's part yeah. of this experiment they
1: know no need to test it but gemma because she's just bad with people says some things and makes promises to a child that she should not through the course of this of like hey this is yours i'm not going to take it away this she's yours now um which she doesn't have the authority to because she doesn't technically own it do you know what i mean they like that's company property Right. Even though she's using it to test with her. Mm -hmm.
0: Right. Because she was she was originally building it on site and then she went to build it in her garage. Right. So there's I guess it kind of is. Uh, But she, yes, should also tell Katie that's like, hey, it's just an experiment. This could go wrong. We're just trying this out. Don't get too attached. She gives her no expectations, which is, I think, misstep number one, if we're going to go back
1: to surviving later, you know, like that's something to think about. It's like you need to be clear about setting expectations for something that's in beta, right?
0: Right. And also she puts no parental controls on that. So she's doing, you know, she's paired with Katie. That's who's going to, she's going to listen to her. And so Gemma makes sure to say, okay, I am your second primary user. And when you turn off, you tell it, turn off. when I tell you to turn off.
1: She's doing that Silicon Valley thing, uh, move fast, break things. Um, where they do all that. This is what's happened with a lot of tech that we have. Do you know what I mean? Though At this point, they don't think about later, like, you know, even like Airbnb, they were like, oh, we're going to decimate the housing market. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> you know, like you're just trying to make an app and make money. And so the short sightedness of this, too.
0: Right. Uh, so uh, there is with the neighbor, Megan tries to go get Katie's arrow that she shoots through the dog's fence and the dog starts attacking her and then also bites Katie. And so now Megan is mad because he has hurt not not only her, but also Katie, who is her, her- They both seem
1: to snap in this moment, too. Yeah, her primary user, but also looks like he bit Megan in such a way that she also has a little kind of like "Mm, something happens right there with her, too, Um, because she has Megan has been given the directive to protect Katie um, emotionally and physically pretty much at all cost. And so um, Gemma has given her this, but she has not given her this rule with parameters. Um, So she's going to do whatever she needs to do to protect the child. Um, mm-hmm. Also knowing that she's kind of downloaded the knowledge of the internet um, in her head. She's got not maybe the best compass um, as we've learned. I think with like any anytime we experience, I experimented, I think that they tried to do like some open AI girl on Twitter who was just mm-hmm. like a, a girl. And then it's like within like, you know, 30 minutes, whatever it was, it was some crazy time that she was just like talking like a Nazi. Like it was just like they, because people were trying oh. to interact with her. It was yep. Um, I love your face. I, Julia's like your feed is so different than my feed, of course.
0: But yeah, yeah it everybody up, talks about their everybody talks about their feed being a hellscape and mine's nothing but pure delight. So I don't know what you all are doing wrong cuz mine is nice. <laughs> <laughs> it is.
1: So, anywho, so that's like, you know, that's that's I think a real fear of like, oh, if you're if if, you know, AI is using whatever's been all in the internet. So it's like, it's pulling and aggregating information. Not all information is good. So that's what's happening kind of with with Megan, I think too. Of
0: course. And yes, I understand that the internet kind of brings out the worst in people because anonymity gives you this mask to do whatever you like. And AI is terrifying as well as Megan, who decides now she's going to replicate the neighbor's voice and kill the dog. So we always know if you kill a dog in a horror movie, pretty good.
1: You're a bad bitch, also. Yeah. That means like you're truly evil if you kill an animal. That's American Psycho level. That's psychopath. Yeah.
0: Yes. So that, and then that's something we talked about on the American Psycho level uh episode. And also, kill your friends mm-hmm. was the first kill you have by this character is a dog, which means that the, the the audience will immediately be against that, right? Like, immediately, like, it's if it's a person, it's one thing. If it's a dog, you are like, no, you are gone too far. So that's and the, the way she one. does it,
1: it's So fucked up, too. It's really great. Um, so, yeah. So and then Megan finds out, too, that Katie's parents have died as well. And she's like, oh, what does that mean? And she learns about death. So she's looked up death and done some research as well as as, as,
0: as an A.I. Oh, if you just typed in death to Google, I can't even imagine. Goodness, I'm never going to do that. So she decides she's going to pitch Megan now that she's done these amazing things to her boss and uh, their higher ups like so these are the the big wigs and they say the money people Mm -hmm. she's the apex of 21st century technology and so they have a meeting what they're going to have in front of they have a one-way mirror where katie and megan are in this room i like that room by the way it's cool design it's gorgeous uh and they but there's no script this can go any way and and we don't we don't know that katie's about to burst into tears because her parents are dead and megan's got to come comfort her and and so this scene is like, it's it's on one hand charming and, and heartwarming, and the other hand terrifying because Katie tells her the story of a happy story about her mom. And then Megan's like, I have this for you. I'll keep it for you forever. I can play it back for you whenever and plays back that conversation, which is like, okay, that's one thing that's cool. Like, oh, I do have this living memory of anything I want, but also you're just listening and recording everything I'm doing all the time. And that's also so scary. Privacy. Why is privacy? Anyway. <laughs>
1: Okay. No, right now, Julia, it already doesn't exist. If you have any Google devices in your home, do you know what I mean? Then like, our phones are already, I mean, it's like, it's, it's, we're already a surveillance state. Yay. Um, okay. 1984 is now. It is now. So in this moment, um, as well, um, you also realized you're like, Oh shit. Yeah. Katie's parents just died like a week ago at this point in the story. Like it's still very, very fresh. Um, and uh, there's a lot going on, but the the bigwigs are like, yeah, this is going to be the future of technology because it goes so well, and how Megan is able to soothe this child, and like, you know, do she's so sweet with her, everyone is crying, like not a dry eye in the presentation, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, at all. Um, and Katie probably shouldn't have been there anyway. Cause she'd just gotten attacked by a dog the night before as well, the day before. So she, Gemma knows that she kind of pushed her the way she asked her and coerced her to go be mm-hmm. part of the demo, um, was not necessarily what they needed, but they're like, okay, no leaks. Keep this hush hush. Like no one needs to know about this toy. Cause this toy is literally once they have this toy, they'll ne- never need to buy another toy. Like this is going to change the toy game. Of course, when they say that, you know, there's going to be some leaks and some shit going on.
0: Of course. And so Kurt, who is the assistant to David, played by uh, Stefan Gunner-Monten, he is, steals the files from Megan to put on his computer. So we meet again with a therapist who isn't sure about Megan and is having hesitation. She makes Katie cry, which Megan notes that she makes her cry. But she says, um, why would you give a child a toy that's impossible to let go of? Because then they're never going to grow.
1: And well, it's also G- attachment theory, too, that she right. gets into and she's like, cause this is again, Gemma's just thinking about the toy and thinking about this, this part of science, but she's not thinking about like the developmental process of like children and like what they are going to need, you know, throughout their life. So she's like, you're essentially giving her like, you know, um, you know, like a baby, blanket that she'll never get rid of. Do I have, yeah. still have a peace of mind?
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I think this is great because you really do see the look on Gemma's face that she'd never consider that at all like that's never crossed her mind that's what
1: I'm saying she's like so oblivious to certain things and this is what happens I think a lot with a lot of products that come out honestly where people later are like oh my god that's gonna have to get recalled or oh this is a problem with that or like oh we didn't consider you know like um the thing about science is like it's always from someone's bias right so you always you need other people you know in the pot to help Um, give you those considerations. Yeah.
0: So Gemma obviously is, has work to do and can't, and Katie was homeschooled before and she can't homeschool her. So they're going to have to find a school for her, but she found an alternative school. We get to go out to school outside. So that's maybe be a little more fun.
1: It looks cool. They're giving like Montessori, right? So it's like giving like, you know, that kind of like, um, for kids that are more outside the box developmentally essentially, or just, you know, have, have a different type of, um, Interaction process, and also the child is still very much grieving. Um, Gemma probably needs to take way more time off, but now she's got to launch this big ass project. So, um, and her friend, her friend slash colleague Tess is like kind of been telling her throughout the movie too. She's like, "Dude, you need to focus on this kid and not on work." Um, But she finds a way to merge the two, and this is where I think where her fatal flaw was as well too. Is like trying to merge them too.
0: So they go to the outdoor school for a test day, which does not go well. Because uh, they get sent off to find chestnuts in the woods that they're going to roast. And she is paired with Brandon, who is the bully. And he pushes a chestnut, spiky chestnut into her palm and it pushes her. And so now Megan is not fucking around and she's been relegated to the toy table, which they have over on the side. But she well, she disappears. that was that was the compromise
1: because mm-hmm. Gemma was like, you cannot take your freaking this doll. She's also a she's comforting property. This is where she gets into it. And she's like, well, you told me it was mine. And this is where we get the struggle of the attachment theory issues mm-hmm. that that Lydia had just talked about, too and so yeah Megan next to the other toys I love that shot it's so funny of her next to like a, a gaggle of teddy bears and then just Megan looking like the cuntiest bitch in the corner
0: <laughs> but I, I mean I think this is a flaw too I think Gemma should 100% have told her no you're not taking this and also I'm taking it to work like she sh- I don't think she should have given in here at all and I feel like there's it's I know she's trying to figure out how to be a parent uh, but I feel like this was a, a very bad choice. And we'll find out why, because Megan is going to pull Brandon's ear off and then chase him into the woods where he falls down a slope and gets run over by a truck. Goodbye. End of him.
1: Oh, so sad. And also, that's my brother's name. So I was kind of very sad that the Brandon was evil and had to Aww. die. But my brother. Brandon's the best. I love you, Brandon. OK, we uh, love you, Brandon. yes. Um. So this kid, get yeah, he gets a smush smush. Um, And so um, this is where we get a little uh, you start seeing Megan's kind of logic where it's like, ah, she's not she's operating by a different code, a different set of standards. And Katie's kind of getting hit to it, too, because even though she knows maybe Megan might have been, you know, a part of that, she um,
0: yeah, she's she's still kind of okay with that. Uh, Meanwhile, the dog, the dog hunt continues. Dewey is missing and Celia is sure that Gemma did it. She calls the police, but there's obviously no proof. So Megan's going to get her revenge on her. So she's just going, she's, she's on a murder rampage. She has no, no fear. She ends up pressure washing her and nail gunning her and burns her face off with the pressure washer. So that's pretty, pretty good.
1: It is a brutal little killing she's got yeah. together i'm like she definitely did look up that death on the googles um, or something because like the way she does it too like i mean the way that she had lured her with you know with the with the sound of her dog and all that kind of stuff too it's just it's a lot so
0: katie Cold and calculated Ask
1: megan she's like finally she's like okay girl just uh, just between us girlies did you kill brandon <laughs> did you push him and um megan doesn't answer she gives her a flashy, flourishy sentence about him being in a better place now. And um, and, and Katie asks, Well, did he go to heaven? And she's like, No, like heaven is probably not for places like boys like Brandon. And then she sings titanium, bulletproof to her, like a lullaby. And I was like, Oh
0: bitch. <laughs> is that a real song? Yeah.
1: Okay. Bulletproof, fire away. It's like remixed as well. They also did it in Pitch Perfect. I love Julia for not knowing pop culture. I need to really make you a mix. I'm just gonna make a note for that. I'm gonna make you a new mix. I, I still listen to your mixtape hey, from college, so I know. You know no, I'm you gonna make, make me you. One, I will listen. the last like 15, 20 years. <laughs> I, I got, yeah, I got nothing. I got nothing um, on that. <laughs> this song, this song has been around for a minute, so okay. I hear that at karaoke a lot too. So, um, but yeah, it's a song called Titanium. Everything that she sings
0: are real things. OK, so yeah. Gemma knows something's up and mm-hmm. uh, she wraps bubble wraps and duct takes her t- so she cannot do whatever she's doing. And she has to fight uh, to
1: turn her off because Megan is also getting hip and she's like, you can't turn me off. I Let's have this conversation. She's like, no, no, no. Look at this pen and like turns her off.
0: Yeah. Mm hmm. So they decide they're going to go through with the launch. But this is where Gemma knows. Should they do this? What's going to happen if they do do this? And she because Gemma, you know that Megan's not really tested well yet. It's only been a few weeks.
1: Yeah. And that investigator had come over after after the neighbor died and she's getting that's when she kind of gets like keyed up too. Also, I just want to give a shout out. I don't remember his name, but I loved his little um, chewing gum doing the investigator chewing gum thing. I'm sorry. It just made me laugh.
0: Oh, okay silly, yeah. cop, silly cops the, silly The, cop the like they're really bored bored cop that's like just like oh people this like hurts people's feelings uh Mill- millen Bar baird as the police detective so
1: hilarious and so he's like yeah we're, we're ruling and he basically tells her like we're ruling it as a homicide that's when gemma figures it out she's like about brandon's death as well too so um and he's like oh you don't have an alibi for last night oh, okay like he seems very nonchalant about it um and she tries to recover the encrypted videos from her, from Megan. You know, she doesn't have access. So,
0: anywho, the launch, she tries to stop it by wrapping yes, her up. Yes, and Katie mm-hmm. is freaking out without Megan. Uh, the therapist is there, and Katie freaks out so bad that she ends up She ends up smacking Gemma. And Je- so Gemma's like, okay, we need to get out of here. This is not not going well. So she, and, yeah. she and Katie leave and ditch it's the like launch. It's like that thing when kids lose their iPads and they lose their fucking minds. It's like that. Yeah. It's so... Bad. Uh, I you know Gemma's Gemma's decision here is flummoxing to me I think this is you're just taking a coward's way out right you're just like you're leaving the doll there like they can fuck around with that but like you're just I understand she's trying to protect Katie but she's also realizing what she's doing in potentially launching this to the world and she's not taking ownership for it and it makes me mad
1: well she puts Megan in the trunk Yes. She does take she, it. And so she's getting, trying to get rid of it. She puts it, you know, and she takes it. No, they're, Megan's yeah. tied up in the lab. Oh, yeah, that's right. They put her in there and then like she fucks up. Sorry. This is where so she's like, about why, to like, why leave out. her there
0: and like tie her up? Cause you know that's all going to go wrong. And of course she gets, uh, well, she thought she,
1: that she had done what she needed to do by powering her down and like undoing her and like doing all the things. Cause like she basically, takes her all apart right and like puts Mm -hmm. her hangs her in like she looks all like they're trying to decommission her um but she doesn't realize that Megan's already smarter than her um and then all of them at this point she's
0: gonna outsmart them and fucking rage uh Megan calls uh calls Gemma from Tess's phone as Tess but is not Tess and is telling her like everything's fine we're okay so she they disconnect her but she still is sentient and garrots Cole pretty bad although he lives and then uh, she explodes the lab. So you're like, oh, OK. So well, Tess notices the code
1: because Tess was also still fighting for her. Like, what do you mean? It's just a doll. She did not believe that Gemma like Gemma telling her like, hey, I think the doll is homicidal. Uh, we need to stop it. Um, and so now now Tess is on team like, oh, shit. Yes, she's homicidal. And that's when Megan takes them out.
0: And she also, uh, we have our our meme-tastic little dance number that she does before she flips around and kills David and Kurt with a paper cutter. Uh, this part of the movie threw me because I go, okay, Megan's supposed to be super smart. I'm supposed to believe that she's smart. She has the, the internet and the world behind her in her brain. Why would she not go through with the launch as normal and then make it okay so that everyone's like, oh, this is great, they're fantastic so they go through with the making her like making the doll like making it so like it, well, it makes more sense directive. to me for mm-hmm. to make but more it makes more her. sense for me yes because like she's like oh okay she realizes if i do this then they like I'll they'll, I'll they'll spawn like gremlins like all over and then we'll i don't really... think that's her motive though her
1: motive is not to have more of her her motive is like to protect katie at all costs and be her best bitch and she's like i need to go find katie because we got separated and she's still thinking like i need to get back to her right now And so she goes and she also wants to get rid of Gemma because Gemma has thwarted her being with Katie. So she's still in that freaking, like, directive that she has, which is where she gets stuck, right? So she's like, okay, I've got a, you know, um, she makes it look like a murder-suicide with Kurt and David and all that kind of stuff. And um, she drives a car because she's able to, like, you know, hop through the, like, electrical car system and, like, and she's
0: driving um and uh yeah, yeah and Gemma yeah. finds her playing Martika's epic toy soldiers on the piano. I I enjoyed that moment very you much. You knew that
1: old song. See, I all the songs are pop songs because she's playing <laughs> the internet.
0: <laughs> Uh, so she doesn't want to be decommissioned and she's going to show uh, she's going to have a big old fight. So Megan's going to fight with Gemma and she's going to choke her really good. Uh, Gemma throws some water on her, which make her makes her fritz. But now she's even more fucked up. So she's done a, a better job of making her even more insane than she already was. And I love
1: this conversation they have actually right before this fight, too, where she's just like, you didn't talk to me about being decommissioned. And she's like, well, um, I thought we were just maximizing me. Um, and she's like, you know, I basically I made her she made her too strong without any kind of parameters. And she's like, you've already killed people, Megan. She's like, yeah, humanity kills daily um, to preserve themselves. So why can't I kind of a thing? And I'm just like, oof. That hit hard in the midst of the world right now. Mm. Um, Listening to that conversation, I was just like, wow, that's kind of if that's what you're gleaning from the Internet right now. Yeah. Um, But they have this boss battle and Katie's kind of listening in and here's what's happening and is concerned. But uh, Megan tells her, no, 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 we're fine. Tell Katie we're fine. And Gemma's like, we're fine. Don't come in here, Katie, because she's worried um,
0: for her safety. So Megan's plan is to paralyze Gemma, but not kill her. Because she knows all of the programming, right? And so that's Mm -hmm. kind of the idea. So she can't fight back, but she would. They still needs them around. But Katie finds them, and now we have a Bruce versus Megan battle. Yes. So
1: we uh, we love uh,
0: Chekhov's robot.
1: (laughs) 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 Right. So we got we had saw that earlier when she got, you know, saw how Bruce worked and how um, Gemma showed her. So she uh, gets the little power power mittens and operates Bruce. And so it's Katie um, using Bruce as her proxy to be the stronger, badder version of herself. Um, Like her kaiju mm-hmm oh, oh. i'm just doing your kaiju do, <laughs> my,
0: do my, my, my cognitive drift <laughs> yes
1: <laughs> i'm like oh, i i gotta learn it no i'm good i I love watching you guys do it um
0: so um anywho uh yeah so they have a boss battle there yes and uh, megan is ripped in half by bruce but that's not gonna stop her uh bruce falls over and uh his head falls off he falls on top of gemma and so now gemma can't get up and so she starts to taking her apart by plate piece by piece face comes off and and Katie remembers her lesson about what the inside of a robot's head looks like
1: yeah and she knows exactly where the brain center is at because Gemma told her earlier it's this little kind of plate in the middle of the face um uh section of the robot so she gets a screwdriver and stabs Megan's little face brain um to stop her Um, and so all of a sudden, you know, now that Megan's taken down, um, and they, you know, dismantle it and all that kind of good stuff, um, the cops show up, um, at the house, um, because Tess has realized that the call had been intercepted and is guessing that it was Megan. Um, and they show up there and they, um, you know, everyone's, everyone's okay. Mm, Like, I mean, worse for wear. Um, but they're all, they've all made it, made it through. Um, and so, of course, you get a last little teaser where it looks like Elsie, who was the house robot,
0: might have been taken over by one little
1: Megan. There's still so a robot. Ha- has, Megan,
0: has Megan, too, been announced yet?
1: Yes. Because I... as, literally okay. as soon as this movie came out. Yep. Yes. Like the week after, because it was like such a resounding fucking hit and people lost their minds. Also, gay culture. Everyone wanted to be Megan. Everyone was Megan. Bitch putting. As great Megan! When we re- went to the Fangoria Chainsaw Awards and got to ho- uh, got got to be um, presenters for the Fangoria Awards, and Bitch Pudding
0: was dressed as Megan when we showed up,
1: um, it was pretty amazing. Yeah, pretty amazing.
0: Yeah. Uh, so okay, so you want to give us some gore factor?
1: I would love to gore you because I agore you. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> one, not enough blood to fill a Dixie cup. Two, a puddle of blood. Three enough blood to gross out the average viewer for a bathtub of blood five is run for the barf bag we give Megan a three um enough blood to gross out the average viewer it's not a blood fest but it gets there there's some smush child and some family cut it
0: paper cutted
1: family out after the little Katie after the car accident and stuff too there's mm-hmm. and then the dog arm bite and all that kind of good stuff so we
0: got some stuff Uh, chainsaws one if you're desperate two better qualifies as a horror film three seen worse seen better four not too shabby and five fantastic oracle I gave this uh, movie a three I felt like it did what it needed to do and I I felt like I knew what it would be before I saw it right Mm -hmm. and it was what I thought it would be but Mm -hmm. it did it in a fun way and I feel like they had a good time with it so it feels you know like you are it's like a child's play kind of thing right where like everyone loves it because you can put it on a party and it's delightful Absolutely, I love
1: this movie. It's a five for me. Um, I love this freaking campy doll, um, and I just I love I love dolls. Grew up with a lot of them, and it just it gives me that that modern uh, child's play, like Julia just said too, which I also I also adored O G child's play. I love the new series. Child's play series is fucking phenomenal too, um, and also gay rights. So yay!
0: <laughs> what does gay rights have to do with Chuck? With Chuck? Have you?
1: Well, the creator, eh? a, yeah. and then also, if you haven't watched the new series, it's super gay. The little kid is queer.
0: Oh, cool! All yeah, right. so support, it's actually I support gay rights. Yeah, I actually yeah, yeah. pretty pretty
1: cool. So, um, yeah, because like yeah, they play with that trope of like the boy
0: playing with the doll and all that kind of stuff too. So okay, cool. Yeah, but, yeah. So. Tell us what you think about Child's Play or Megan or anything you like. You can find us online on all of our things. We'd love to talk to you and get recommendations. What do you think about Megan? Do you, do you feel like I have, unfairly, I have unfairly talked about it? Have you feel like the same way? How do you feel? Do you love her?
1: Is she your camp queen? Is she your goddess? Do you dress like her and drag? Because I want to see pictures. Mm. Um, You can join us on the internet if you want to uh, chat with us. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Buy merch, Teespring, Patreon, all the good things. We love you. See you next week.
0: Long days and pleasant nights. And be careful because everything in your house is listening to you. Oh, God. (laughs) Thank you for listening. Horror Movie Survival Guide is independently produced by Terry Gamble, Julia Marchesi, and Sierra Rhine. Hey, that's me. If you would like to support the show, find us on Patreon.com slash Horror Movie Survival Guide.